0: percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed yeah Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. I'm your host, Ruto, joined by both A.J. Haefeli and Evan Rowell. As we have a little bit of a big episode for y'all today, obviously Ryan Graves traded last night to the New Jersey Devils for a second round pick in this year's entry draft and Mikhail Maltsev. So we're going to break it all down, not only the trade, but the impacts it's likely to have on the rest of the Avs offseason, as I think there's going to be certainly a little bit of a ripple effect here based on this trade. Uh, let's start with Graves. Obviously, someone we talked about being a potential trade option for the ABS. Fairly straightforward to replace him, correct, Evan?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean... The penalty killing, they'll probably be able to find somebody to do that, but they have options inside the organization for sure, To They have Byram sitting around who they didn't even play in the playoffs. They, they definitely have options, and, you know, AJ's hinted at this. This has been something they've been looking at for a while, so no big surprise here. All right.
0: Pretty straightforward on that front. Uh, on... Uh, uh, the return, AJ, about what you expected, a second-round pick and a guy with, what is it, 33 NHL games played so far?
2: Um, what's that?
0: The, the return for Ryan Graves, uh, about what you would expect?
2: Oh, um, a, higher than I expected, to be honest. The second-round the second pick at the very end of the second round um, would have been good for me. Uh, that they got a guy that's gonna come in and uh you and I were watching him last night and we're like
0: He's got maybe, some decent stuff going on, yeah.
2: Maybe there's something there. Uh his the the, the six goals that he scored were He's a little all over the place for yeah, sure. But it was it was definitely a little like a Brandon Yips fan Andre Ghetto, like it looks good on paper, but when you actually go and watch him you're kinda like uh eh, a little nonsensy, but I mean, you take them however you can get them, but no, I think, I think they, they did a good job and, you know, as we're going to get into Maltsev is a pro scouting. He's the pro, he's a pro scouting find and a guy that they, um, that they are very likely to give a real opportunity to
0: super chat from let's go. Av saying Av's already got more for Graves than they gave up for Taves debatable, I suppose, but they gave up 2 seconds for taves i got a second and a presumably an nhl roster player out of ryan graves
2: certainly yeah. not bad i mean they got they got a they got a borderline guy here yeah and a borderline guy in the last year of his elc so if he works out uh, they have rfa control for the next couple of years uh, if he doesn't they can just not give him a qualifying offer next year and move on and he's a he's a trivia question someday so that's you know that's uh, pretty good for me
0: all right well no complaints on that side of it uh obviously a big portion of this conversation with graves is he was getting paid 3.1 and change million dollars uh Maltsev is making 800 k for the next year, so round it down to, what, two and a quarter, say, that the Avs have saved on their cap hit, and they're still going to lose someone in expansion. Uh, Evan, where do you expect this money to, to be put towards? Is this helping them get a landy deal done? Is this looking outside the organization for a different piece? What do you think?
1: Um. Well, you certainly think that this is part of the whole bring you back all the other guys portion and then we'll find out the rest of that part next week because if they lose a guy like don or in conference expansion draft then suddenly things get a little bit easier to negotiate sure. with you got more money um but yeah i mean they're still we can totally expect somebody to get signed on that defense so that money is going to get used there a little bit so um yeah it's better to get something for a guy that you were obviously they knew they were going to lose him on next week. So get something for him now. And clearly he had value around the league. Um, I know a lot. I'm not a huge Graves fan. I know a lot of people were super down on him, especially after game five, but the reality is he's an NHL defenseman, big body, and he's still relatively young. So he obviously had value and they were, this is just a smart move by Sackick knowing that you're going to lose this guy for nothing. And, Get something for him and then at the same time open up space to potentially bring back some of the big guys all right pretty pretty straightforward work there uh, as
0: you kind of alluded to is, is that the expectation now aj i know you talked that the abs were potentially considering considering eight skaters i assume that's out the window with graves no longer in the picture that's done yeah i figured uh so uh, they're they're probably looking at losing one of Comfort or Donskoy, or if they don't want to protect it, maybe Natchushkin in, in expansion. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, this is we're right back to where we have been all year, except yep. without the uh, except without the Ryan Graves factor here. We're right back to looking at the forwards. The forward conversation is exactly the same. Yep. Uh, if Seattle doesn't want to continue to take money. Then maybe they look at Logan O'Connor. Maybe they look at Brandon Saad um, and and get into uh, g- give him a give him a free agent deal, and he's one of the guys. Like they take advantage of the negotiating window, you know. Like those are those are. I I still think it's Comfort Donskoy. After that, I think Saad wouldn't be the guy that makes the most sense. Uh, if they take Logan O'Connor, we all kind of are, are just gonna shrug and say that sucks because. We've been excited about Logan O'Connor for the last year or so, and he had looked like a guy that had really solidified a roster spot, but that's still a hard fourth-line guy, and even though his money would be fine, uh, you you don't want to lose a guy on a $725,000 contract. Uh, Replacing him, you would just do it with a guy on an ELC, so it would not be overly problematic if that's the guy.
1: Yeah. The, I, and I just,
2: I have a really hard time believing that they would take Logan O'Connor over Jonas Donskoy.
1: I, yeah, that's what I was going to say is that there's probably, they probably have the choice of five or six Logan O'Connors come yep. Wednesday night. So,
2: and they don't have very many options uh, like Jonas Donskoy or to be honest, a Brandon inside.
0: Yeah. 35 plus point players
1: on the forward side.
2: Yeah. Not was- a
1: ton out there. The most disappointing thing is if they did take O'Connor, because then you're kind of banking on them taking a bigger contract to help out the team. That's O'Connor is what he's almost 20. He's 25 now. So it's not like he's a super young guy himself, but that would be the disappointing part is that, you know, maybe the abs were banking on getting a little bit more space here to maneuver here.
2: Yeah, that, that would certainly be the disappointment with LOC. Otherwise I'm, if they take Saad, they don't lose any money, and they just lose a guy, and that that guy's just gone. Um, so I'm, you know, that's a, it's a possibility, but they could always they could always talk to Saad and talk and figure out kind of what he wants, parameter wise, for the contract. Take Donskoy and then sign sod wait, in five days.
0: Wait a week and sign sod also. <laughs> yeah. definitely an option for them there. Um, yeah, it would there still be any interest from the abs in in maybe throwing something Seattle's way if let's say Seattle was interested in O'Connor, throw a pick their way to to get him to take a comp or donskoy?
2: Uh, if I'm throwing if I'm, look, I'm just like what I said yesterday. If I'm throwing a pick at Seattle for for them to do something specific, it's, it's, it's to take Eric Johnson. Okay. I'm losing that six million, All right. and then and then you know right now EJ is more valuable to the Avs today than he was yesterday because he would be the guy that would step up and take the penalty killing uh, and and second pairing role next to Sam Girard uh, that we saw Graves at the end of the year, but not, uh, not, it's not really, he's not reliable, uh, health wise. So for me, that's, if, if you're doing that, uh, if you're doing that, it has to be, it has to be EJ. I'm not paying to lose Don square or, or Comfer.
0: All right. Makes plenty of sense there. Um, <clears throat> let's, let's get back into the actual graves trade. Cause this is the main topic of the day here. Uh, key piece being well in the immediate the more relevant piece is the second round pick the AVS now have a first second and third in the upcoming draft what was starting to look like a draft almost entirely irrelevant to the AVS suddenly they have three top 100 picks and there's gonna be a little bit more interest in in how they shape up their prospect pool i think so uh what are the expectations that they take these three picks and make them or will they still look to, to potentially move some of these picks?
2: Uh, I mean, if they find a if they find an avenue that can help them, man, those picks are going to be in play. Okay. Uh, But for right now, I think the focus in the immediate future is figure out, you know, solidify what's going to happen with Seattle next week. Um, And then just let it happen. And then after that, if donskoy has gone, if Confer's gone, then they have to readjust on the fly. They've got to figure out a guy. They've got to – and they will have to replace that guy in their lineup. It's not like that guy is a poof, he's gone, and then the money just disappears. You know, voila. <laughs> you know, they, you still have to go out and get a guy. And that's where, that's where Colorado's depth is going to take a hit. I expect Colorado to be deeper on defense this next season, but struggle more in their bottom six. Um, as uh, certainly early on, as I think they're going to have to rely on Alex Newhook, Sam Poranta, Mikhail Maltsev, Andreas Wingerly, uh, Shane Bowers, Martin Kaut. They're going to have to rely on those guys.
0: All right. It's going to to be interesting. We can talk a little bit more about those guys in the second period, but we do need to let you guys know, look, the Avs play in ball arena. If you want to work for Ball Corporation, they are hiring right now. You can get in with these guys, and you can text Golden to seven seven two two two, or go online, check them out. Highly recommend. They they offer a bunch of jobs out in Golden right now. You can go to jobs.ball.com and search Golden as well if you prefer to find them that way. Uh, look they pay a living wage their jobs are awesome they do a whole lot more than just work with aluminum cans as well they also work in the aerospace industry they have satellites that monitor the earth and some of its resources bunch of awesome stuff if you haven't looked into them yet highly recommend you go to these guys see what they have good pay good work kind of awesome company check them out get hired Get yourself some money so you can give us an annual membership here at DNVR because we're cool, I guess. Look, if we get enough annual memberships, eventually we're going to make couch stickers. That's all I'm saying.
2: I didn't think we need to do it anyway. <laughs> we can we can add a sticker of me being in jail, too.
0: There you go. <laughs> AJ in Twitter jail, Evan's couch, a pair of jorts. We got a whole sticker pack planned at this point, so. We need those banana little, pants. Banana, banana pants, exactly right. So head on over to com. Check out our exclusive content. You also get access to the lounge. An annual membership gets you a free shirt as well. A bunch of awesome stuff. Uh, yeah, help support us and support our partners, such as DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's, uh, let's do this. For our pick of the week, our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week, who are you two taking? Uh, Phoenix or Milwaukee in the NBA Finals.
2: Milwaukee.
1: Uh, I was gonna say Phoenix. <laughs> all right, because they so got home, go. home, home. I almost said home ice. Home court. It seems like all this mattered so far. <laughs> we got it. We got our split picks for pick of
0: the week. One Phoenix. One Milwaukee. You can head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook now and bet on the NBA Finals. If you sign up with code DNBR with a new account, you can bet $1 on either of those teams to win their next game and earn yourself $150. So it is a great time to get in on DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on those NBA Finals. Uh, Either Evan or AJ will be right. One of their picks of the week has to be correct. There's only two teams. So someone's going to be right and someone's going to be wrong on this one. Pick your favorite. Go with it. Get on that. If basketball is not your thing, of course, you can bet on pretty much any other sport in the world. Uh, There there are tons of options, including – let's see. Let's see what we have here. We have darts. We have motorsports, lacrosse, handball, Gaelic hurling, Gaelic football, uh, cricket, cornhole, beach volleyball, uh, a whole whole lots of other things. Oh, yes, their Olympic bets are coming up. Let's go. (laughs) All right, so lot lots of choices for you to bet on right now. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Download the top red DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Get in on it. For more details, check DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook. The first $1 bet for $150 is paid out in site credits. And if you have a gambling problem, of course, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, someone can't tell the difference between Evans' couch and a casting couch, but he's taking bucks and oh, six. God.
1: <laughs>
0: Second period. Stop ruining my couch. Of the DNVR <laughs> Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's talk about Mikhail Maltsev a little bit. Um, looked into him last night. I know AJ looked into his fancy stats as well. I, look, obviously, there's some enticing things here. Dude, six foot three, two hundred and twenty pounds. He has some good size. Is a solid skater. This uh, to me, this seems like a guy that's pretty easy to drop into your your fourth line, your bottom six somewhere. You guys agree?
1: Yep. Would appear so. I believe I said last week that New Jersey is my least watched team <laughs> in the NHL. So when they traded for this guy, I was like, I have no idea who this man is. So. But, yes, I did look at his analytics. It seems like he's got decent underlying numbers considering okay. everything, too. They're okay. He is 23 years old. He has 33
0: games of NHL experience. He scored nine points in that time. Uh, he also played in the AHL in 1920, played 49 games there, but has spent most of his career in Russia playing in both the KHL and the VHL. Um Made the jump pretty quickly to the NHL when he came over, though. So, certainly an a, an interesting guy. I, AJ, I know you watched some of them. What did you like?
2: I mean, obviously, the thing that sticks out when you look at him, it's the size, right? Yep. Like he's a he's six foot three. He doesn't he doesn't look really big. Like he, he's not hulking, you know. You don't look at him and you're like, "Oh my god, look he's at that not, monster out there!"
0: Six six or anything crazy, yeah.
2: Yeah, and he's not. I mean, he's not. He's not built like Val Nichushkin. You know, it's obvious that his post game routine doesn't immediately involve lifting weights. <laughs> um, but I I like this. I I like the size. Um. I would like to sit down and actually get a deeper look and look at some of the the shift by shift stuff to see how he uses it. But good, he's got good size, and honestly, it it was not hard to see what Colorado liked in him uh, because he was a he's a pretty good skater for a guy that big. He moved he moved up the up and down the ice pretty well.
0: All right, y'all y'all be the judge. Male model status or no?
1: What do we got here? Right, and not, mean, a,
0: not a great picture.
1: We can find a different one. I, I said before, it's just a miracle that they got a Russian who will do press conferences. Yeah, actually speaks English. Yeah. In front of the camera. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, he's in Colorado now, so he doesn't have to talk to the media. Uh, true,
0: true. All right, well, we'll find
1: another picture. We'll try and find one that uh, that looks a little better. It is. I mean, the s Scouting has been doing a pretty good job you know maybe the trade deadline this year, notwithstanding um, the last few years just finding guys like Nichushkin they, they they saw a fit there and it ended up working out. Um, it's it's probably not a coincidence that this that they go out and get this guy after announcing that Belmar's not coming back pretty much. So
2: this is also a deeper cut than Nichushkin because Yachushkin yeah. was a uh, multiple years in the NHL. Uh, top 10 pick like there 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 was a novel in, of scouting reports on that guy this is a lot more of your jacob mcdonald style find here uh does he does he play as well as mcdonald did last year is he legit does he stick around all questions to be answered but that that's the staff that, that dug this guy up
0: all right here you go here he is in a suit <laughs> is that better is that more modelly?
2: Sure.
1: Yeah, I guess.
2: I mean, I don't think he's a bad-looking guy.
1: All right. Well,
0: we'll put him on the maybe list, I guess. Uh, in any case, uh, yeah, as you guys were talking about, uh, various ways for him to drop into the lineup uh, fairly easily, w- whether it be Belmar or Calvert, no longer being contracted by the Avs. Um, only twenty-three as well. I I think it's a little bit curious. As AJ said, they could just let him walk if he if he doesn't have a fit on the team. But this potentially is another guy that could that could fill a role on the bottom six for a handful of years for relatively cheap, depending on how things go this year.
2: Yeah. So
1: Sakic at the deadline did say that they're going to need cheap players next year, and it seems like they're just stacking up on them. Like we're going to need as many as we need and figure out who can win the job. Yep. Uh, Spencer with, from the super chat asks, this doesn't
0: guarantee anything, but does this trade make it more likely that the abs can sign Ryan Suter? I don't think he blocks anybody on the, uh, again, it's going to kind of depend, right? You have the abs top three D Gerard, McCarr and Taves. You have Byram. You have, if EJ's healthy and then you have Timmons, How do you feel about Jacob McDonald? Do the Avs want to target Suter? Do they want to target like a Jamie Alexiak, as AJ has talked about, Larson as
2: well? Today, uh, Vancouver, um, Alex Edler is going to be getting to market.
0: So there's options out there.
2: That's a guy that I know he's um, 100 years old, but that's a guy that he played really tough minutes last year. Uh, for for a not very good Canucks team, and he held his own. They could shelter him a little bit more in Colorado. Um, I, I would be more interested in Alex Edler than Ryan Suter. All right. Personally. I'd, but I'd like to throw, him and throw his name onto the pile. I,
0: I think there's a handful of guys I'd rather have than Suter, to be honest. But...
1: It's going to depend on price and options, of course. I think people expecting Suter to go cheaper, maybe thinking a little too. I guess I don't think that's what's going to happen. Essentially, I mean, I think I, I think
2: he'll get his options. I think he'll get opportunities where he'll he'll get real money. But I also think that there's going to be a Colorado-like offer where the team can't pay very much, but they're one of the more competitive teams in the league. And again, he'll he's he's going to make I did the math on. He's going to end up making 95 of the 98 million dollars that Minnesota owes him. So he just doesn't need he he doesn't need to chase the money. If it's there and he wants it and it's a fit he likes, great. But he's he's going to have an opportunity to say I left more money on the table to to come play wherever he ends
0: up. Look, Revenge is a great motivator, right? Huh. And and clearly things didn't end well between him and Minnesota. So
2: Yeah, and you hang up on your GM.
0: <laughs> not a good feel. <laughs> <laughs> so you never know what, what a player's motivations might be with signing with a certain team. But to Evan's point, I think there are going to be most teams in the league giving a call on Suter and and seeing what the option is it's not like he, the Avs are going to be the only team asking about him so he'll have his choice to make um th- through the rest of this trade i know i know we have some of uh Maltzab's advanced stats here aj if you wanna if you wanna walk us through those a little bit
2: yeah so the the first one is just okay this is fine Um, no, we can bring that back, bring that bad boy back. Um, with Maltsev, not great. He's not driving play without Maltsev. Their offense is still bad. So (laughs) it's, it's not, it's not super encouraging. This doesn't, this doesn't sell you on it. This does not jump off the ice uh, off the page to you. This isn't super encouraging. He's not driving play
0: for sure. Whole lot of, uh, certainly looks like he plays left wing. Put it that way.
2: Uh, yeah. Um the the next one uh, do we have the, the his defensive one? Okay, it's exactly the same. Yep.
0: Literally no change in the team's defensive output.
2: Yeah. And the negative 6 is a good number. So that's in that's encouraging um that, that he's not that he's not making he, he didn't make the devils any worse when he was out there. Uh they were they were fine. They did okay, for for the role he's likely going to play in Colorado. Defensively is more important than offensively. You don't want a guy that hemorrhages shots against. You want a guy that has better sh- uh, shot suppression. And if he doesn't drive play, well, he's a fourth liner. Not many do. <laughs>
0: yeah, you can you can live with a lack of play driving on your fourth line for sure, especially. Yeah. If there's a willingness to do the dirty work too.
2: Kale, do you have his do you have his overall summary? There it is. Really exciting looking. <laughs>
1: um
2: does not does not again, doesn't drive play, doesn't give much up. Right around league average. For eight hundred thousand dollars, this is a this is a this is a fine bet. And then the uh Kiel, if you could yep, our last one here. Not a lot of minutes, not a, not a ton of information here, but it's fine. Like this is for a fourth line guy. These numbers are perfectly acceptable.
0: Yep. It, uh, almost a prototypical dude you put on your fourth line. That doesn't hurt you. Right.
2: Yep. And how much he helps, how much he fits in. All of that is, is kind of to be determined. How competitive is he? Does he bring it every shift? Does he play physically? Because you can see that guy on the left side, Logan O'Connor on the right side, and J.T. Comfer in the middle. And that's your opening night fourth line. It's not hard to envision that. And, yeah,
0: w- between Logan O'Connor and him on the wings, if you have those two zipping around speed, he can bring some size to that type of line.
2: Yeah, I I want to know how he uses the size. Because if he if he's... If he gets in and 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 he uses it well and he bangs and he gets and he, you know he he goes hard, great. Yep, that's great. That's exactly what that line needs. It needs an injection of competitiveness. Uh, it got you know when when it was in the postseason with Belmar and Soderberg and it got it got a little too soft for my liking for a fourth line. Um you know this question is he is he Kamenev 2.0? We'll see.
0: Hopefully not. Right. Kamenev the problem is the opposite of what they want out of him.
2: Exactly. The problem with Kamenev is that he was not competitive shift to shift. It's the biggest reason why we haven't seen Martin Kout stick in the NHL. It's you know you need you need guys that are going to bring it every single time they touch the ice and. Kamenev was a skilled guy uh, that that might have been able to work his work his way up the lineup given time, but he ran out of it in Colorado and nobody seems to be in a big hurry to give him another opportunity. It was just too it was too soft and that was the skill. The skill didn't show up often enough and that's where the downfall is for a lot of guys that that make the NHL in these bottom sixes is. They make the NHL as guys who have been skill guys their whole lives, and they can't adjust to role-player. This kid has to adjust to being a role-player.
0: For what it's worth, if you look at his career path, it should be something that he knows how to do.
2: Um, He's not been a top-six guy very much in his his personal career. Yeah.
0: This is a guy who was scoring half a point per game in the VHL, uh, getting... Handful of games in the KHL over the last couple of years, but not a ton. So he's kind of on the edges of that roster. Put up decent numbers in the AHL, but spent half of last year playing in New Jersey's bottom six. So this should be a guy that knows what's going to be expected of him in a bottom six role. Yep. So.
2: I love that all these people in the comments are upset about the Habs fan, and they keep talking to him.
0: (laughs) comments popping off uh evan uh, what are your expect expectations there i know you were the the one that coined uh, the shane bednar nickname <laughs> that, didn't, a, that didn't work out you well i'm saying adding a malts of uh, how much harder does that make it for guys like count
1: and bowers to find a way into the lineup at this point it's just a competition like they have like i said a, a lot of bodies that potentially could play minute. The Habs played 65,000 forwards last year. Yeah. Like they you would think eventually Bowers will get his chance and with a real training camp, maybe in real preseason which, you know, six games, I'm not looking forward to six preseason games again. But yeah. a guy like Shane Bowers probably can't wait cuz he didn't get that chance last year and we know that 2 years ago he did impress Bednar in the preseason so the preseason and training camp is really what's it's going to come down to, and these guys didn't really get that last year, and they're you should expect them to, you know, they. this is a make-or-break year. This is what counts, what is it, his fourth, fifth year in, in North America? I can, I'm losing track at this point. Fourth, so, fourth I yeah. believe, yep. And Bowers is entering his third professional season. Like, this is make-or-break time for these guys. Like, that's just the reality of it. They need to see more consistency, and, you know, Bednar made that pretty clear with Cout clear and I would imagine they've done the same thing with Bowers because he, he has not sniffed the NHL yet. All right. It,
0: it, is there any conversation about, like, Sampo Ranta having jumped
1: over these guys? Yeah. <laughs> they threw the guy into the playoffs. Obviously, yeah. they like something there.
2: I mean, it's not just it's not just Sampo, but I mean, Alex Newhook's ahead of all these guys. I mean, that one,
1: I that then, one, that was a given,
0: I think, yeah.
2: But Sampo, I mean, Sampo's a guy that look. It, it's hard. You don't you don't want to you don't want to come down too hard on him, uh, because that was a big jump for him to play a week in the AHL and then jump into the NHL playoffs. That Definitely was a lot. Two bad games, though. Um, <laughs> uh, but he he looked lost completely yeah. unprepared yeah so um i would say i would say the 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 guys like guys like bowers and Cowder are probably head of sample right now but if if ranta has the kind of training camp that they would hope that he has where he comes in motivated and competing with some of the other young guys and said I'm gonna I'm gonna put all of these all, all of the all of my natural talent on display and just let the chips fall where they may. It's really not that hard to envision uh, a world where he makes the club.
0: So, as AJ alluded to earlier, we're realistically talking about a six, seven, eight person battle in in training camp for the Evs. Last couple of of roster spots on the forward side, um, I who who do you have as as locks down there? Like obviously the everyday players are on there, but probably Logan O'Connor is the most most locked in for a roster spot. I would say. right
2: right now in the bottom six. I would say Nachushkin, Jost, Comfer, and O'Connor are your locks, and then two spots up for grabs basically. And then if they lose Donskoy, Donskoy. You know, they lose Saad, uh, Donskoy.
0: There's another spot there that could be... There's... Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, you would expect New Hook would probably get first crack at any top six job that opens up. Yeah. Uh, If they lose... If they lose Donskoy, then I would say that they... uh, That's another... That's another job. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I... I, I kind of mentally, I'm preparing for four openings at forward, uh, where they can and, and either we, either it's young four, guys or they make them outside yeah, moves.
0: Right. I if there's four openings, I would expect at least one outside move, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we can dive a little bit more into that after our break here as we are brought to you beautiful people by strava craft coffee the cbd infused coffee that has really changed lives you get 25 percent off your first purchase online when you use code dnvr25 or come try it down at the dnvr bar we got cold brew you can get the alley special uh with i already forgot what kind of like coffee liqueur she puts in it but ask her i'm sure she'll hook you up uh Yeah, you can also get 20% off every time you buy when you sign up for their subscription service. And go on over to Illegal Pete's just a couple of blocks down from the BNVR Bar. Have absolutely delicious burritos. I always recommend their breakfast burritos, steak and potatoes. Wow, absolutely delicious. But they also have a deal going on. Bring in any same-day ticket to any event in Colorado into an Illegal Pete's location, and they will hook you up with special deals, whether it be their house margaritas or it's... uh, decent discount off of one of their burritos you name it they got you covered when you're having an event here in colorado they just want to feed you some dishes delicious food and the colorado xos if you want to go to an event here in colorado check out infinity park in glendale as they have a ton of options whether it be rugby events or a movie night as well They they have you covered. They do all sorts of stuff all summer long Uh, on August 20th, which is a little more than a month away. They have a big Rugby Town Sevens tournament. They also have movie nights every single weekend, I believe, or maybe it's every other weekend. I'm not sure. Anyway, gates open at 6 p.m. for those head on a line to Infinity Park. Uh, Hang on. I don't I don't know what their website is infinity park at glendale.com slash events there we go i found it to get updates on all their movie nights and other events going on it's just a super awesome program they have all sorts of stuff um, i imagine the uh, the athletes probably have already left for japan but this is also where the u.s men's and women's team were training uh so the best rugby in the country happens in infinity park in glendale so check it out get in there have some fun Awesome events and and kids get in super cheap as well. So go have some fun. Third period of the d n b r Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We've talked a, a good bit about the openings. It, is that the expectation? I mean, <laughs> we can we can probably get into this as as free agency approaches more, but you have to think. They've now freed up a little bit of extra cap. Are they going to be targeting a forward in free agency?
2: Uh, maybe. It kind of depends on what the numbers come in on on their own guys. Yeah. You know, McCarr and Landeskog especially, um, with it looking more and more like they, the ads are seriously looking around the goaltender market and not just doing a... Uh, not, not just doing the. Oh well, we'll 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 let you know. We'll get back to you uh, and see, you know, <laughs> see see how things go and blah blah negotiating nonsense that they always do. They're really looking into things. The the Darcy Kemper stuff has got some heat to it. Uh, and if they do if they do that, then there's you know there, there's there's going to be money lost in any deal that they do. Um, with with Arizona. It's not just going to be a first round pick for Darcy Kemper or whatever, you know? Right, right. So, uh, they're, and that's that's sounding like that's something that they're seriously looking into and not just making a a call for the sake of making a call. Um, So, we'll have to see what they actually do do. And and then we can probably more strongly look at free agency. But for right for right now, I would say it's it's not super likely that they go after a, certainly a top six guy. If they were going to go after somebody, then you know maybe they you know they really liked Blake Coleman a couple of years ago. Maybe they they check in on his price. Um, maybe they check in on uh, uh, maybe they check in on. What's his face? Barclay Goodrow. You never know. Like they could, they could look for some depth help if they really wanted to, but they're not going to go out and they're not going to put money on their fourth line again. They can't afford to. They have to. If they're going to put money in free agency towards somebody, it needs to be towards somebody that can actually help them, like meaningfully help them.
0: So you're telling me they made the Graves trade, but we're still in hurry up and wait mode, watching the ads.
2: Yeah, um, it was the precursor towards uh, them deciding to go 7-3-1 and one in expansion, which is what they'll do. But after that, they still have to put together a team.
1: So with the Kemper thing, every I, I listened to 31 Thoughts this morning. They were talking about how Arizona really wants to protect Aiden Hill, and that would leave Kemper unprotected. So does that mean if the deal if a deal like that happens, does that have to happen in the next? What is it twenty? Because there's a trade freeze, roster freeze tomorrow. Yeah, it's gotta After happen the soon. Thing comes out. Yeah, it has Yeah, to be- I
2: mean, and if they protect him, uh, if they if if they do that, then obviously they move on from Grubauer. But if they leave him unprotected and he doesn't go selected, then we're right back here next week in the same conversation so part of that would would depend on seattle too you know and what they want to do if, if you're seattle and and we're going to do this on monday we're going to do a full mock draft on monday but kind of kind of poking through the expansion lists and around the league starcy Kemper, the guy that you prioritize from arizona i i definitely would say he's more interesting than kyle capo bianco or Ilya labushkin or michael bunting like yeah, Darcy Kemper is significantly more intriguing. Especially so, if these
1: teams are already circling around him, and you yeah. might be able to deal him.
2: Exactly, and in Arizona, looking at at, at uh, Darcy Kemper the same way the Ads were looking at Ryan Graves. Like we would love to keep him, but if we're going to lose this guy in expansion, then we're going to lose get this something guy. Something for
1: him, yeah. You
2: know what's he's got value around the league? Teams want him. Teams like him. Let's just not lose this cat for free. Let's cash in here and and get get somebody that we actually like. The hard part, I think, is is making these deals. Like New Jersey made the deal, and New Jersey now has to protect Ryan Graves. Yep, you know, and uh, like Will Butcher and PK Subban aren't like, oh my god, amazing options for the for the Kraken, but. It,
0: they're not nothing. That,
2: right. Like that, that was still a decision that they had to make. And so if, if Arizona does deal for, you know, if the, if the abs in, in Arizona do have a Kemper deal uh, at some point, they do put a package together. Colorado, ha- they can't just take on Darcy Kemper's four and a half for nothing. Yeah, It would have to be something going in the other way. You would have to think that it's, it's probably a, uh, a com for. Yeah type of guy, you know, a little bit of money going somewhere. Um, and then, you know, whatever the actual number, the final numbers end up being. Uh, but that's that's where that's where they would be right now. I mean, and yes, Evan is right. It would have to happen in the next what? 24 hours. Two, I think just like, about, yeah, like 18 hours because I think protection lists are due tomorrow morning, tomorrow midday. So, about I
1: mean, yeah, midday great, Eastern would be. race deal hours happened around like seven PM last night. So
2: yeah, and we always joke that these guys always do sh- shit at night. Yeah, like,
0: they're not a morning crew at yeah, all.
2: they're 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 waking up when Rudo and I are wake up. They're staying up all night watching Race to World First with us. Exactly right. <laughs> they they spent they spent the last two days waiting for Limit to kill Pain Smith, and then they made their moves.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: They got tired of waiting.
1: Yep. So uh, if we going back to the forward talk. Um, I haven't really. I know you guys are probably sick of talking Atlantis, so I haven't give, really given my thoughts considering everything's gone down. But we've Feel talked free. about it before yeah, fire like, you know, The unrestricted free agent group just doesn't really do anything for me with the forwards. And so there's it's all guys there. with
2: huge pock marks.
1: Yeah, like when they're talking seven, eight years on Zach Hyman, I'm like. Good God! Just stay out of this crap.
2: Yeah. At that point, and, it's like maybe a one-year, like three million-dollar deal for Jaden Schwartz to hopefully bounce back and stay healthy for once. Yeah. Like, phew.
0: it's a hard sell to replace
1: Landeskog, though. Yeah. It's. Uh. I mean, I guess I'll just get into my Landeskog thoughts here. The nine to ten million-dollar thing that came out today—I have such a hard time. There's no that. way. I just There's don't buy no that at all. Way he's anywhere close to that number. Yeah it it just does not make any sense to me that he would be asking for that now if those numbers that came out yesterday whatever the 4 5 and 8 year deals were you know the 5 year deal like i feel like if that's the numbers they are offering then they they can figure this out my concern at this point is now the part that we always usually, you know, maybe look over and that's the human element that like emotions are going to come into play here. That Lanniskog is frustrated that this hasn't been done. And even if they get close to the numbers that he's going to be like, well, this should have been done months ago. What took you so long? I'm going to see what's out there. And then at that point, you're competing with everyone out there. So I personally don't have a problem going eight years to keep Lanniscog because my thoughts are if in five years they haven't won the cup, then things are probably going to look a lot different. And the last three years of that deal are probably caps going to look different. Team's going to look a heck of a lot different if this team hasn't figured out in five years. And if they have won in five years, then who the hell cares? They won one Stanley cup. It was worth it. So, and I also believe that he is going to age a little bit better than maybe we think. I'm not as concerned about a huge drop off as other people. So, Uh, I really hope they figure this out because my other big concern is just that locker room, how he, for years we've talked about how great this locker room is. Everyone who's been in that locker room talks about how great it is. And if you lose Landy, then you lose the biggest part of that locker room. And how, how much does that change this team? I like everyone else. I'm stunned that this has even come to this.
0: All right. I I do like a, a little bit of a different take than AJ and I had on maybe the eight year deal and and Landy's aging curve, but I I think a, a good point that you make a dude mad and sometimes that affects the decision he wants to make.
2: Yeah, I mean the other part of this though is that look, if and and obviously it's a big F, if, if if <laughs> if that dude wants nine million dollars, man. Yeah. Good he's luck. not
0: good luck elsewhere, man. Yeah,
2: he's not asking. he's he he has to know. They teach basic math in Sweden. He has to know that if he wants nine or ten million dollars, or or even eight even eight million dollars, he has to know he's not getting that in Colorado. Who can and, give him
1: that? Like that's what I'm thinking. Like I, who, well,
2: and that's where that's where St. That? Louis comes in because they have twenty million dollars to play with.
1: And I, I see. Maybe in
0: free agency a team is dumb enough to give him eight. I can't see any team giving him nine million dollars with the next four years of a flat cap, and uh, his production just isn't good enough. Especially, we've talked about the comparables, right? Rnh yeah. signing for five million.
2: You're telling There's, me that... they've been almost identical statistical players the last three years on a, on a point per game basis, and...
0: and and sure, maybe you can say Rnh took a discount, but. He didn't take a four million dollar discount. <laughs> Landy's Landy's just not a nine million dollar player based on every contract in the league. So, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, at, at as as both you and Evan and AJ have put it, even at eight million, I think you're overpaying for the the product that you're getting.
2: Yeah, and I mean at eight million dollars in a flat cap, good god. Yeah. That's not. I mean, if if that's the case, man, you just can't. You just can't do that.
0: And this is coming from a podcast of three dudes that absolutely love landing on the abs. But yeah, be realistic.
2: Like, (laughs) you just can't do that. Yep. I mean, even seven and a half is a deep cut. Like that's you start you start trying to make it work, but I mean, good lord.
0: I mean. based on the numbers from the 4, 5, and 8, making it work is 6, 7 years at six and a half, six point seven five, 6.75, something like that. I think that's pretty reasonable for both sides to, to come to the middle on. But we'll see. Yeah,
2: I mean, the, the I don't think I really – I'm less worried about this after the Graves deal because Colorado will have the money Yep. to, to kind of – make it work yeah they're gonna give competitive offers they're gonna give them a fair offer they're not gonna all these people oh they're lowballing him I'd be insulted too <laughs> well if you're looking for eight million dollars then five million is absolutely lowballing it but again Landy's a smart guy he can do math he can look at where Colorado is and say dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this- they just can't do that. Yeah. But not with not with McKinnon's deal up in 2 years. Yep. You know, McKinnon's going McKinnon's going to go from 6 to, to to 11 or 12.
0: If not in, more.
2: Yeah, if if not more, man. Like he's Yeah, it's just you know.
1: Yeah, clearly the Graves deal shows that the Avs are trying to figure this out. Like, yeah. they're trying to get to
2: the... Yeah, and then, again, they're juggling a lot of things. So, you know, like, they're all this, all this, like, oh, you know, uh, all the, all the, just sign him already, just give him whatever he wants. Like There's a lot of, there's a lot of things they have to work through to get this.
0: A good point, Kid. If the Avs lose Landy as well, Operation Male Model is definitely dead at that point. What <laughs> you can't um, run a you can't can't run a group of male models without the alpha male
1: leading them, okay? It just doesn't work. Yeah, putting graves in that sentence is I, I would not agree with that personally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, obviously they're they're trying to get the money right. My, but like I said, my big concern is the human element that we often forget that eventually you get to that point where a guy like Landy, who has now publicly said, "I this should have been, I thought this would be done months ago. And I think most of us would agree, we thought this might be done months ago, and it's not.
2: It should have been.
1: And you just wonder if the, every day he gets closer to an unrestricted free agency, that he's just like, you know, I'm going to see what's out there. And well,
2: we heard last year when Alex Petrangelo signed in Vegas that the challenge of a new city and the uh, you know, moving his family to somewhere that was a part of why he wanted the long deal. You know, he he started to get excited about the idea of the change of scenery and the second the second act of his career. And when that happened, and then and then he was gone. There was no getting him back after that. And they're dangerously close to. They're dangerously close to that.
0: So you're worried that Gabe Landeskog is this meme? Hang on. <laughs> it's the one with the penguin. This
2: is a super good meme. It's not. There we
0: go. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Could for, be. For the non-YouTube wow. crowd, it's a penguin
1: saying, well, now I'm not doing it. If Landy leaves and they choose Zach Hyman and give him a turn, then it's just going to be like, what the hell was the point of this? Should have just got. Just downgrade. Go go pay Landy. Yeah. uh, Look, If
2: if Landy's comparing himself to Mark Stone, then.
1: Yeah. There's obviously. If he's asking for 9 million, then that doesn't make sense for anyone. I don't care what team it is. It doesn't make sense for anyone to do that. Yeah. He can ask for that all he wants. And if the Avs walk away because that's what he's asking, then I totally get that point. Um, and I wouldn't disagree with it. I'm just saying if you lose him for the reasons that, you know, he's asking for too much money and you don't want to commit eight years, then I do think there's – you. I worry about the trickle-down effect down the line where now you have McKinnon on this sweetheart deal – and you just lost your captain, and he's probably going to look at it like, "Oh, are we really trying to win?" You know, I just worry about the trickle-down effect. That's that's really kind of where it's at. Even if you are making the right decision, not committing sixty million or whatever to Landis Cog. Thank you for the super chat, Carrie. But unless you have a source for that, I'm not going to
0: believe any
2: of it. Oh yeah, that's the that's the tweet that Andy, uh, Andy Strickland sent out yesterday. I mean, yeah, I. Cool. All
0: all of that stuff, you have no idea how real it is. Like, those tweets have been just
1: all over the place. Yeah, like,
0: it's they've been wildly
1: scattered. Like he know he knew the 8 year deal dollar amount, but and not then he the, four and up with the four and five hour five yeah. year deal. Like hours later, and it's like, what what is happening here? Like, yeah, just yeah, that whole thing is just. In any
0: case, as we're wrapping up today's show, can we get some final thoughts on this Ryan Graves trade and and where the Evs stand in this offseason? Smart business. Simple, two word answer. AJ, anything to add?
2: Nope, smart business works.
0: All right. Call this show the Smart Business Show. We're going to get out of here.
1: That's why I have a Twitter account and he doesn't.
0: Free AJ in the chat, please. Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. Oh, oh, all of you. Quick,
2: th- quick thing. Um, somebody did ask us if we were bringing back the Be a GM, Roast My Roster stuff. We definitely are. Uh, it's just that there's a lot going on right now, and there are some things that we wanted to get through. We want to get through the expansion draft first. So I would say
0: probably that. Monday or Tuesday of yeah. the following week. Yeah.
2: The 20 the 26th I think would be a good Yeah. would be a good time so um start the you know we'll 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 start pushing it after the expansion draft next Thursday but keep those uh keep your keep your rosters in mind. Uh, late night last night I went <laughs> through and just started roasting randos. Doozies. Uh, if if one of your rosters was on there Get a, he's not get a, sorry yeah get a better roster
0: <laughs> there you go so we'll have the roster roast at some point <laughs> until monday unless the ABS do something crazy we will talk to you later